spooky sounds of new dollars. Hello and welcome to another New Dog Mazine audio situation. Grant, when was the last time you had full aural penetration? Full? Full. Last week this time? Yeah. Yeah, same. I think we were together, but, you know, at a distance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, I think that for now, it's one of those things that what I'm going to do is think about, like, how and what are the ways that you can have aural penetration. penetration. Yeah, we're talking A-U-R-A-L. Yeah, audio. Yeah. yeah. Audio. Yeah, audio penetration, full audio penetration. I mean, I listened to records this weekend. Does that count? Ooh, yeah, it does. Yeah, so that would be Saturday. I listened to really jazz. wet your whistle. Yeah, I listened. To, I had a jazz music Saturday. Nice. So, we are back at the illustrious Midtown Pub. Good to be back. Andrew here, Grant, obviously. Uh, Mitch, Mitch Meerman on the ones and twos of the stats tables. So many stats here in November. Yeah. And the popcorn He's situation very, is great. Yeah, we are back here. We are with Eric Leonard tonight. Yours truly. And we've got our our very own Carl of Lenny and Carl fame. Not from The Simpsons, but from the Ford Madison FC backline. Carl, how you doing? What's up, Patreon? (laughs) The people that are listening to this on on Spotify podcast are going to be very confused. Listen, the people want Carl. It's, they really do. It's been something we've been talking about, so this is a big night. Yeah, they they did say Carl Weathers, but Carl Schneider is a pretty Next close best. second. I'll take runner up to Carl Weathers. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you're going to be. That's an honor. Yeah. He was in Predator. He was in Happy Gilmore. He was, in, Rocky. He was in Rocky. Yeah. I mean, he was Apollo Creed, man. So, who would win in a fight? Stubbs? Or Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. Who's yeah, Stubbs? Okay. Stubbs is the the caddy in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Chubbs? Is it Chubbs? Yeah, Chubbs. It's Chubbs. Chubbs. Yeah. My oh, bad. Chubbs oh. had Stubbs though. I mean, Apollo Creed was the heavyweight champion of the world, so. <laughs> I you mean, can see why I'd make that mistake. If you're getting hit with that block of wood, <laughs> that could do some damage in the ring. That's that a great true. point. That is true. Anyway. We're back here. It's the off season. The boys are drinking pints of hams by the fistful. We're in the corner booth. It's cozy back here. It is. I kind of like it back here. Yeah. So, guys, what have you done with week two of your off season? So, I took a trip to Texas, but now that I'm back and unemployed, uh, the focus this week has been training (laughs) our puppy. And uh, it's not going well. Talking about Quincy. Quincy, yes. And so for what, the, what are you trying to train Quincy to do? Uh, the, there's two big focuses right now. One is to not get bored when he's home alone and chew everything up in the condo. Um, Seems and, like a big one. Yeah. And the other one is to walk with his head up so he's not just constantly scanning the sidewalk for worms, berries, rabbit poop, the like. 
So for the listeners, what kind of dog is Quincy? We rescued him. He's a mix of a lot of stuff. Uh, the DNA test came back. No corgi, uh, despite popular belief. Hmm. 30% chihuahua, surprisingly. Clyde is also around 30% chihuahua. That's probably why they get along. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he's 100% not that bitch. Because he's a male dog. <laughs> uh, he is 100% bad bitch. Oh. You oh. know what? You know what? Maybe not in the like literal Elton terms. John yeah, not in the literal terms, but yeah. the Elton John style. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Eric? Man, I published a book. That I was. Did, that I did that. You did do that. I yeah. did that. I did that. You know. So that was Wednesday. Published the book, so it's live. Just uh, a regular Wednesday. Publishing yeah, a, a book. Just a regular Wednesday. Yeah. Like climb a mountain. You know, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow exactly. Tomorrow. Did that. Um, what else did I do? I've eaten a lot of food. Really? A lot of food. What? What is your most shameful food that you've eaten since the off-season started? I feel like a kid, but um, you know the freezer store-bought Tyson chicken nuggets? Absolutely. I mean, who doesn't, right? And then combo those with the tater tots and the side of ranch? I mean, you're getting dangerous, and. That's been me the past week. So I used to eat a lot of meat. <laughs> I used to eat a lot of the uh, Tyson chicken strips, the mm. barbecue ones they have. Oh yeah. I uh, I stopped doing that. I realized how unhealthy that was, and I started yeah. eating foods that are equally as unhealthy. But I can make I, I can <laughs> I can I can justify to myself, hey, this has a semblance of vegetable in it. It's not. It's, com- a, it's not as bad. Yeah. It's not as bad still bad so we'll come back to the chicken chicken nuggets yeah, I want to know more about the conversation book. lately but yeah let's hear more about the book because yeah. you touched on it Eric a little bit last week um, no ghostwriter no yeah wrote the whole thing Nicholas Cage style I like that yeah I uh, so the title is called the GBA mentality and um, you can find it on any major online retailer, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Writers Republic. Um, on GBAethos.com, there's a link to the book, but there's also a link to where the funds are being raised. Um, it's, it's actually very simple. It's a GoFundMe, so I'm sure most of you guys are familiar with that. Um, but yeah, so far I think we're at 50 books sold in the first week. That's awesome. So really excited to see where that goes. And you know, obviously the, uh, the proceeds are for a good cause. And for those who don't know what the book is about, it's basically follows my journey to playing professional soccer while you know some of the little mental goals that have helped me um, adhere to roadblocks and you know ultimately achieve one percent more in in your life so excited to uh, share it with everybody now Eric is there going to be an event where we can purchase this book in person great question Mitch so on November 20th um, at 915 before the World Cup game at the Forward Club, I'm going to be doing a book signing, little book launch, and I'm going to have about 50 copies there available to purchase. Um, so, yeah. So, should be should be a good time. I feel like 50 will be gone in 20 minutes, and I should probably just buy online. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point, Mr. Schneider. Great point. If you do have your copy, feel free to bring it by for the uh, the book signing. Otherwise, 
yeah, I'll have about 50, but now that Mitch said it, maybe I'll, or Carl said it, maybe I should get 50 more. So, great you know, point. You know, knowing Carl as, a, as another graduate of the Madison school system, very similar to myself, if you only bring 50 to this thing, you know he's going to buy all of them and sell them for a dollar more a piece in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that would get me $50 net, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, quick That's math. a profit. You know, I'm an analytics guy. This is, this is easy for me. Hard to believe that you played soccer this long, having that just razor sharp mind. Amazing accuracy. And a, beauti- a beautiful mind. <laughs> yeah. So it's a beautiful a, mind for the beautiful game. That's just an amazing math accurate. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Fun fact, but Carl Schneider is actually my horseshoes partner at practice. Really? Carl, you want to tell everybody what horseshoes is? Yeah. So, uh, just like in any sport, there's little mini games that you can play, like uh, basketball as horse. Soccer is horseshoes. Set up a cone maybe 25 yards apart. Um, your partner goes and stands on the other side, chip it into them. They got to touch it down next to the cone. Uh, other team goes, and whoever's close to the cone gets a point. Now, I would say the horseshoe games this season definitely took a step back. I No, no, not the quality. Oh, I the number of games. We did not play a lot of horseshoes this Correct. season. Correct. Correct. The quality was there when we did. The quality which, was there. Which kind of goes into a general theme that we had been we've been hearing from a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem like there was that off the field like gelling, right? You know, with the as a unit, and that's and like and those mini games like that. I mean, like that's how you you build that. Like it's those small things that build that unit, right? Like playing those games and like those, you know, and like getting to know each other, just have fun. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the things we look forward to, right? As you as uh, practice comes to a close, you look to play right. horseshoes, and you know, me and Carl didn't get to smack on as many people this year as we have in the past. Eric Eric is a good horseshoes player. I have to hand it to him. Um, I actually got picked up off waivers this season because he was always with Brandon Eaton uh, in my previous stint. R.I.P. Um, yes. <laughs> Brandon is not dead. <laughs> My fault. He's still he's still alive. <laughs> My fault. R.I.P. Brandon Eaton is the new Wade Boggs. You yeah. heard it here, folks. But so. uh, <laughs> what is dead, unfortunately, I feel is soccer tennis. Uh-huh. We mm. I think we had two days of soccer tennis this season. What? Now that you say, yeah. Somewhere in Vermont, Connor is rolling in his proverbial grave. He's not yeah. dead either. Also not dead. I mean, he lives in Vermont. He may as well be. R.I.P. <laughs> Oh. Rip, rip Turbo and Rip Brandon Eaton. God, we're gonna have a bunch of gone, fish heads but not forgotten. Yeah, you love fish heads. Eh, not as much as deadheads. Yeah, that's true. I mean, fish heads are alright. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, what what have you been doing with your off season, Mitch and Grant? I'll let Grant go first. As he's like looking at his beer, wishing he could have taken. It's been a hellscape. Ah, well, it is. Um, I think I don't think I have to go into it too much. I mean, um, that that sentence I think speaks volumes. You you pretty much said it best um, about five minutes ago. Is that right now as an educator, you're working in the world of unders. Yeah. Undersupported, underfunded, underpaid. Underappreciated. Underappreciated. It's and that's the world. That's what it is right now. Yeah. And it's hard. And unfortunately, a lot of us 
um, are people that just love kids yeah. and love the work that we do and know how important it is. And so we'll continue to do it just because we know how important it is. And, right. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not hard or um, hasn't been difficult or hasn't been leaving me feeling less than appreciated. Sure. Happy. It's, um, yeah, so it's been hard. But, you know, you, you, you find things to, um, you know, take your mind off things such as, you know, joining an audio situation every week and um, listening to records and hanging out and hanging out with your friends when they don't have COVID. Um, but I'm COVID free, by the way. Which you, we, you have to stay this way because we have an FKJ concert coming next week. On the 8th, yes. Next week. Yeah. So... Um, well, I do have to fly to Orlando the next day, too, so, like, you know. Gotta stay good. Yeah. Gotta stay good. Yeah. But anyways, um, so I've been doing that, you know, and this uh, this weekend was a really good weekend of just kind of, like, uh, kicking back and listening to music. And yeah, what'd you do with your Saturday night? Because we didn't have a game. Um, what did I do Saturday night? I watched some of the World Series. I've been watching the World Series, which has been good. Uh, let's see. And then I watched uh, I watched the Oilers game because I'm an I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan. Look at you. Yeah. So a little bit of every sport. Yeah. So uh, they were playing the Flames, and so I watched that game. The battle for Alberta. Yeah. And so I just hung out on the couch. You know, it was great. You know. Yeah. You know, and then uh, yeah, it was great. So. Fantastic. Nothing, and, nothing exciting. Sorry to be boring for everyone. No, it's all right. <laughs> and uh, I just want to shout out Mitch's Atlanta Thrashers jersey. Yeah, it's amazing. They, they are not a team anymore, but so they, I actually, I actually got a, this. Sorry, before we sure. get going, are you a hockey guy? Uh, <laughs> I have a favorite team, and that's about as far as it goes. And who's your favorite team? <laughs> Let's go, Coyotes. Uh, Phoenix. Oh my god. He was wearing a Coyotes jersey the other last week. Two they have great ago. jerseys, and that's mainly why they're my favorite team. Okay, so go ahead with your jersey. So, so I I collect hockey jerseys. I I have like fifteen to twenty of them, something like that. Sweat. They this, call them sweaters, right? You can call them jerseys. You can call them sweaters. Either way. Um, the uh, this one was essential. Was I think it was my first NHL jersey. Um, I bought it on eBay. Um, I got it on eBay within a week of the announcement that the Thrashers were being relocated. Because I was like, oh, they're getting relocated. Oh, jerseys are going to be cheap on eBay then. And they have great jerseys. So I got one. This cost me $18 in 2008, I think it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a steal. Yeah. And this is a this is a fantastic jersey. I love it. Um, my second favorite Thrashers jersey. The um, I don't have it, but one of my grails that I want to get is the uh, is the baby blues. There's that's a great jersey. It's a fantastic oh my jersey. God. That's um, a great jersey. Yeah, but uh, yeah. What's your favorite jersey that you have? Favorite jersey that I have. Um, I think it's. There's, there's a couple. Um, so probably my favorite NHL team jersey I have was um, uh, home, uh, home Anaheim Ducks from about four, four or five years ago. Is it black a, or purple? It is neither. It is teal. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. I know it's what you're talking I about. Do have, I do have an eggplant uh, 
Ducks starter jersey from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Which is a great, yes. That yeah. was when they were still called the Mighty Ducks. That's a great jersey as well. Um, I have a uh, Western Conference uh, All-Stars jersey from 1997-98, which were purple and had a black star. And that jersey rules. That sounds pretty cool. And I have um, my weirdest jersey, I'll call this one out, is um, it's a jersey from the Czech Republic. It is an XXL uh, from HC Slavia Praha. Uh, so Slavia Prague, um, the hockey club has the same name as the football club, yep. um, and it has ads all over the jersey. Uh, it has the name Duda on the back, D-U-D-A. Yep. The number sixty-nine. It is an XXL. It is I swim in it, and I found it at the East Town Goodwill for ten dollars. That's a great one. Pick up, baby. What a pickup. My yeah. favorite jersey is actually not an Oilers jersey. I have a green Hartford Whalers jersey. Oh, oh dude, I want a Whalers jersey, man. I yeah. want a Whalers jersey. Those, dude, Whalers and uh, I'd love to get my hands on a uh, on a California Golden Seals jersey. Oh, yeah. Those got to be tough. To oh, and, and Nordiques. Yeah. The Nordiques. The, uh, the Whalers are a little easier to, to pick up now that they had... Uh, they they use the whalers as the reverse retro yeah, for yeah. for the hurricanes. Right. Um, but yeah, the other two are uh, the golden seals especially because they were only around for like five years, in say, late sixties, like, early seventies. Maybe maybe four years. Yeah. It was four or five. Yeah. yeah. So, and they were they had like four different names in that time. Just fantastic. So. Hmm. So anything else you're doing? Um, I mean, it's been streaming. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. uh, going over to a friend's to stream on Thursdays. Um, so, Mitch, you, you stream a lot. I do stream uh, a lot. For folks that don't know, like, Mitch is on Twitch, like, yeah. pretty often. Two or three uh, times a week, I try to be on Twitch. It, what, how many games are you doing right now? Is it kind of disparate, like, random things? So, or? the way that I do it is I have one game that I play, like, until completion on Mondays. I have one game that I have play until completion on Wednesdays. And then Friday is basically a, you know, let's chill out, let's talk with chat, and, and we'll just kind of, you know, see see what we play. It doesn't really matter. So so Mondays right now I'm playing Metroid Prime for GameCube. Nice. Um, I'm playing the Wii version, and so I can only last about two to three hours before my entire body feels like just giving up on life. <laughs> um Wednesdays, I just finished up the Pokemon trading card game on Game Boy Color, um, which I played. I played the actual card game when I was a kid. I didn't have the video game version of the card game. So, question on Game Boy Color games: like, if you have a sure. handheld, do you play on emulators? Like, is that what you? End up I have. Doing? I have a Game Boy Player on my GameCube. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So for Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games, I can use the Game Boy Player. Um, if I play DS games, I actually have a uh, I have a capture card that I installed in my original Nintendo DS, um, so I can play games off of that as well. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's all complicated stuff. 
going into um, going into capture card. Like I had to like drum like open up my DS. I had to dremel out a piece of stuff and like it was that's wild. It was a whole whole shebang. What's the but, last handheld device you've had that I owned personally? Yeah, like video games. Yeah, it's not really handheld. I had a uh, my and, I, and it wasn't mine, but I got to play it. But it was uh, Virtual Boy. Oh. oh yeah, dude. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Uh, we, I played a lot of virtual tennis. Um, there was also, I feel like there was a there was a Zelda game for that. There was not. There was not was. There were there only like not. twelve games for yeah. it. There was not a Zelda game for the, okay. for the Virtual Boy. We play a lot of tennis. Yeah. I'm, uh, in, in the Schmidt household. Yeah. That was one of the few games that actually reviewed well. There yeah. were like three. <laughs> three games that reviewed this well. This is like 12. So like for, the, for, for those of you who might not know what this is, this is a VR goggles that sat on a table. Didn't have a head strap, so you like had to put your like eyes into it. Yeah. And you had a controller in your hand that controlled what you were seeing, but it was basically like stereoscopic... It was like it, it, yeah. It was stereoscopic 3D before the technology for stereoscopic stereoscopic 3D existed. Right. Um, so this was 1994. I want to say around there. Yeah. 90, yeah. 94. I think the Virtual Boy came out because the I was say, I was 60, in high school. the Nintendo 64 came out in 95. So I was two, and Eric was zero. I was yeah. three. <laughs> Basically, I thought like, we get it, Carl. We're old. Just a thought. <laughs> Sorry, I, I low-key have a little bit of a, like, nerd side, and I'm super into, like, video games. Not so much, like, the popular video games, but, like, sure. Nintendo stuff. Yeah. And I don't know anything about Virtual Boy, so I apologize. You're so going to have to look it up. I had a Game Boy Advance, and I think the last handheld one I had was, which I still use, yeah. was a PSP. Mm. A PSP was a fantastic handheld system. Yeah. It was I mean, great. It was great. I mean, and like, I'll play. It was no Game Gear. That's <laughs> true. I own a Game Gear. That's true. But no, it was great. Like I play FIFA 14 on it all the time. It's great. Yeah. I actually have a question for Carl. Carl, how do you feel about Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> Never got into it. That's fine. Our friendship <laughs> can come to an end. <laughs> I mean, it's Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon. At yeah. least in my era. Sure. And Are you a Pokemon, Pokemon guy? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, obviously, some people can do one or the other, and there's people that can do both and handle oh. the, you <laughs> know. Hey, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> oh, man. So, Carl, who is your favorite Pokemon? <sighs> Jeez. Um, Lap- like Lapras. 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 Okay. He's, he's mystic. I love that. <laughs> okay. It's a good choice. Thank you, Mitch. Who's your favorite Pokemon, Eric? Charizard. Oh. Basic. Basic. I yeah, was thinking the same thing. You might as well have said the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charizard, really? Charizard fans drink Bush Light. <laughs> By choice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I got to find the Pokemon that correlates with Spotted Cow. And then there you that, go. That's my one. There you go. It's Squirtle, obviously. Maybe I'm, maybe, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe I'm Me Too. Yeah. Or Mewtwo? Yeah. I, my off-season has been having COVID so far. Yeah. So not great. But I do appreciate the fact that COVID-19 
waited until after the season was over to so I love the, me. I love how you're going about this though. Yeah. Because you go Chicago Fire game. Yep. Mama's Gun concert. Yep. COVID. Yep. Time off. Yeah. Come back. Lee Fields. Lee Fields concert. And Daniel Villarreal. And Daniel Villarreal. COVID. Two days later, COVID. Coming yeah. back, we'll go to FKJ. Yeah. And then. How fucking dare you <laughs> put that shit on me? <laughs> He's like, so obvious COVID. Two bouts of COVID? Did I yeah, miss here? It's a, re- it a rebound. I, two and three weeks. I, I have not heard of these rebound COVID cases. Carl, yeah. it's a new thing. Get up on it. <laughs> yeah. You have now, Carl. I don't watch the news, though. So. You have now, Carl. <laughs> and he lives right next door. Yeah. No, like... Same I, complex. Like, I'm yeah. serious. Like, literally, folks, he lives right next door. Yeah, Carl and right I are next neighbors. Door. Carl and I are neighbors. <laughs> literally three doors down. Yeah. Like the band. Except, you know, kind of better. Yeah. 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 Like a, a lot better. better. Yeah. Hey, don't don't you say that about Three Doors Down. It's not my time. <laughs> oh, I will absolutely say that about Three Doors Down. <laughs> Harkening back to no less than maybe 20 minutes ago, Eric mentioned something about chicken nuggets. Mm. Mm, I did. He's thinking about nuggets right now. I am. They're always <laughs> on my mind. Are you going to have nuggets when you're home tonight? <laughs> Little do you guys know that I had them for lunch. <laughs> oh, man. So Little do you know. We had some listener and Patreon su- supporter uh, submissions for questions for, uh, for our, our illustrious guests, the athletes right. of the podcast. Right. During an average off-season, how many chicken nuggets... Could you down in one sitting? Now, this is this question could be for everybody, but let's start with Carl okay. and Eric. So parameters, you're not talking like with fries or anything. You're talking like straight, just straight, straight up, up, just nuts. Chicken nuggets, just nuts. Dipping sauce could be. Yeah, you, you could dip, use yeah, whatever you sauces sauce, you want. Of course, okay. and you and you gotta you gotta name your dipping sauce too. Yeah, sure. and you got unlimited amounts of dipping sauce. Sure. You can mix and match. You can do a combo. Can you, like, you. can you say like where you want your dipping sauce from? The people want to hear the specificity, they want the so yes, Got it. let's get into it. Got it. Snyder, go ahead. I'm thinking of a McDonald's McNugget right now. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense to your Tyson Nuggets here. Can we just establish McDonald's as the gold standard yeah. of Nuggets right now? None taken, Carl. No. So um, with that in mind, I think... Okay, do we factor guilt into this? Because... 100%. 100%. Like, okay, well, if I'm just eating and not factoring guilt into it at all, um, I, I think I could do 30 and be super uncomfortable. Now, how many could I eat realistically and, and feel okay about myself still? 20. Yeah. And that's only like six bucks or something yeah so that's kind of where i'm at too i'm 20. like is 20 i'm like i know he's going for the Giannis 30 piece yeah i'm thinking but but like great reference yeah appreciate, appreciate that yeah we got to bring the bucks up anytime we can yeah we have to they're six and oh yeah. undefeated the only team in the nba that's still undefeated that's right remember that bulls fan 
And so, now, so now Eric's gonna come out and he's gonna say, "Oh, I could probably do 31 or 21 so just to get, would just you, be better." Would you, are you right eating answer? them? Are you eating them just straight? Like whole? Like like or, or are you getting a sauce? Like is there? A <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm a sauce guy. He likes um, the plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was at the airport uh, a couple weekends ago, and I'm a barbecue sauce guy. Um, my girlfriend asked for sweet and sour sauce, which I didn't know was an option at McDonald's. Like, are you wait. for real? You that is know that? my that is 100 my choice. Now I'm upset. I honestly have anger going into my yeah. Mind. What they, is this? That's they, fine. They don't have Chinese. Yeah, continue, food. Why Carl. do they have sweet and sour Go sauce? Ahead. They have amazing sweet and sour sauce. Carl, it's yeah, your world. Have, do we not it. remember the whole Szechuan sauce thing that happened yeah, a couple years Mulan, ago with Mulan? But it came back because of Rick and Morty. Right. Yeah. The fact this guy's never dipped a French fry in sweet and sour sauce. Oh, is just, I'm really well, sad for Carl he, right now. He hasn't lived. Fashion into a he hasn't lived. Well, I have now, so shout out to my lived. girlfriend. But, yeah, yeah. That's but, why she that's better half, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess, but I was always fine with the barbecue sauce. <laughs> No, to, to Carl's credit, good. to Carl's credit, their barbecue sauce is quite good. Thank yeah. you, Andrew. Yeah, but th- their sweet and sour sauce is their barbecue sauce is like fiery almost. Yeah. Like it's spicy. Yeah, they have a good barbecue sauce. For the listeners, when I mentioned that I'd never known about the sweet and sour sauce, all of Midtown Pub turned and looked at me and gave me the stink eye. No, yeah. no, the listeners lost you already. <laughs> they were you, like, lost them. New York City, get a rope. <laughs> All right, so if I'm being strategic about this, you have to obviously... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this is going to be so unrealistic. What is strategic... He's a, math, he's a math guy. What is strategic about pounding nuts? Oh, you, guys ever seen, you guys ever seen the episode with friends uh, during Thanksgiving when Joey gets on his Thanksgiving pants? Let me take on my chicken nugget pants for a second. This is how it's going to work. What? Explain to me what your chicken nugget pants consist of. I want to know what brand they are. I want to know what features they have. Obviously, they're an oversized sweatpants. They are, and they're these Pooh Bear pajamas. <laughs> nice. Absolutely class. Hey, you know I love I mean? it. I'm yeah. not afraid. No problem. So. Oh, bother. You got. You, yeah. <laughs> you got. <laughs> how many people got that reference? Anyways, you got to stretch out the stomach first. If you're actually trying to see how many chicken nuggets you can have, you start with the buffalo sauce. Why? Because buffalo is spicy and you're always left wanting more. So I'm starting with about 10 to 15 nuggets, buffalo only. At that, po- at that point, my mouth is on fire. So I'm going into a nice relaxing sweet and sour. Because the sweet and sour is sweet, you know, it brings you back. But then you're wanting more after. So you got the, ta- the tangy barbecue. You didn't mention the sauce name to detail like that. Tangy barbecue is for the finale. It's the wrap up. So I'd probably say around 35. 30, 30 would be tough, but 35 chicken nuggets. It actually. is. The official name is actually Tangy Barbecue. Yeah, that is. That is. The purple on top. I didn't have yep. them last week. I'm yeah. just, so, Eric. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's your chicken nugget pants, but if I started with buffalo... I think I'd be in the bathroom halfway through, and that'd and be it. That just brings me back to my book. Are you trying to achieve 1% more in your life? <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> Eric. What? I mean, I know I gave you this idea, but, like, what happens if somebody else on the team, you know, let's say they bring in a new young gun, defender sure. next year sure uh 
that I need to compete with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like kind of like Goose. How you sure. guys? How you guys would compete? Has a has a girlfriend named Harley. Oh, uh, Is this full, guy the Joker? Full head of hair. Oh my God! Uh, I kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but continue. Says immediately. I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> That's no way to talk about your future team, uh, teammate. <laughs> Anyways, continue, Andrew. I need to hear the end of this. I forgot what I was even saying. Like, I'm having fucking murder threats going on right now for a proverbial character. No, what I was going to ask is, how do you deal with this level of diversity on the team in your sauce choices and your amount of chicken nuggets that you're eating? How... How do you play together if you can't even work past your chicken nugget differences? Wow, <laughs> that that's a uh, a heart throbber right there. You know what the answer is? Is you got to sit them down, and and you got to make sure they they keep eating it until they like it. Because at that point, <laughs> they don't they don't know what's best for them until they they realize it. So that's the answer to that one. Listen, there's a reason why me and Carl became horseshoes partners. You know. I, he had the talents I needed, and, and we complimented each other. So, you know, if I'm bringing a buffalo sauce to the table, they better bring a sweet and sour to compliment me. And it's true. Also, Carl, the sweet and sour sauce at McDonald's is almost better than their ketchup for dipping fries. 100%. 100%. And it's not like... like Chinese food sweet and sour it's nowhere near that this is like toxic green mutant nuclear sweet and sour sauce that tastes nothing nothing like a normal sweet and sour sauce should taste because most sweet and sour sauce is like red or orangish yeah in color yeah this is like a yellowish brown it's like a color of honey yeah okay so something that the uh like McDonald's food engineers just cooked up in a lab. Right. In Chicago, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oak Brook, Illinois. Yeah. Shout out to Oak Brook. My uncle used to work for him. Corporate. I'm I'm not surprised. I'm like, this guy is amazing. He's got... Yeah. That doesn't shock me at all. How does it make you feel, Eric, knowing that these major advances in food sciences were made not very far from where you grew up? Surreal. It's, Did you know that McDonald's University was was in Chicago? <laughs> I looked right at Eric when you said Oak Brook because I was yeah. like, that's "Are you definitely kidding? That's where he got summer. his masters." <laughs> All jokes aside, I actually don't eat McDonald's that much, but I'm about to start adding it to my diet more <laughs> so because of these this added knowledge. I had no idea. So you had no clue. None. That like none. Yeah. Wasn't a big fast like, food. Like the McRib was born. Oh, the McRib. In your town. No, you know what I remember is a good Saturday morning before a soccer game, hitting up McDonald's to get the three-piece chicken select with ranch sauce. You remember the, the chicken select? Yeah. They need yeah, to bring back chicken select. You know, what they, select. you know what they really need to bring back? The big and tasty. Yes. Uh, Thank you. That's a good one, too. Thank you. That then, that's Great. been off the menu for 20 years. I want it back. The big and tasty was the one that had like kind of like the mustard sauce. I don't right. remember. It was it was just like a plain. It was just the. It might have had a mustard sauce, but it had it, it had lettuce, tomato on it. It was a whopper. It was yeah. yeah. It was McDonald's it was, whopper. It was, yeah. yeah, it was basically it was basically it was a little smaller than a whopper because like a junior whopper. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's good. what it was. 
Good. How are you going to call it a big and tasty if it's a Junior Whopper? This was before Criminal. the Junior Whopper existed. Fair. Fair. All right. What other questions do we have from the audience? Well, so that that question came by way of uh, at McNamerson Fake on Twitter. Hmm. Ooh. Popcorn situation guy. John, John something or other. Yeah. All right. This is timely. Which, by the way, I can I have eaten two uh, twenty-four piece, uh, two twenty-piece McNuggets in one sitting before. I'm not proud of it. So forty. Yeah. I, that's another uh, great math problem by me. <laughs> there's that's a, a Madison school system at work right there. <laughs> there's a there's a dude I used to subscribe to on Twitch who who two separate times has done an event where he has eaten a hundred McNuggets in one sitting. Wow. I'm not saying that I couldn't, but I've never tried. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I won't anymore. Um, okay. We're back. Another question from John, mysterious last name, person. John Q. Person. Yes. Best Halloween costume through... Over the years, but this could be like at any point. Even as a kid. Yeah. Okay. Grant, why don't we start with you? Because actually, I, I can go first if y'all need more time to think. Yeah, go first. My best Halloween costume actually got me sent home from work. Oh. Yeah, this is when I worked at the Cops Grocery Store on Aberg Avenue. It's now Pick and Save. Um, I dressed up as the grocery manager. <laughs> I was a a bagger and cart cart pusher and parcel pickup person, but here's the thing: whenever you dress up exactly matching somebody's look that is in upper level management wherever you work, they usually don't think it's funny. I didn't know that, you know, when I was 17 years old. Yeah, you found that out real quick, though. Yeah, Bob Saba. S A B A. Yep, that sounds like a guy that's not gonna take care, take any BS. This guy had Guy Fieri type hair, you know, bleach blonde. Yeah. Uh, wore a black and white suit before cops went. You know, the whole like enforcing the the black and white suit that people had to wear. Anyway, red tie, like a gentleman. But I dressed up like him. I bleached my hair and everything. Uh, the second, and I made a fake name tag, like that said Bob Saba on it. And the second he saw me, he sent me home. He wasn't even my boss. How does that work? He comes up and he's like, "Send that kid up." That's wild. And you went home. Yeah, I went home and changed. I did not bleed, dye my hair back, but you know. Did you change and go back to work? Yeah, I did. Did you have a relationship, like a working relationship, with this guy? No, that was probably part of the problem. You <laughs> 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 just fucking... Like some just fucking, fucking idiot. Some random moron that worked at the place that dressed up like one of the upper-level management people. It's fantastic. So never... Don't do that, even if it's just for fun. Don't dress up as Connor Kaloya next year. Even if you have the hairline for it. Hey! hey. hey. He's got to get platform shoes, though. 
with them. Um, all right. So let's see. My best costume. Um, I think the one that got the most laughs was um, at this point I was working for uh, the University of Wisconsin athletic department in their video department, and so I used to run the video department. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. And so I had just gotten off of work. Um, I was like, you know, I was doing something. I think it was cutting footage actually for soccer, now that I think about it. And so I had just gotten off of work, and my friends were downtown. And I met them downtown. I'm wearing a pair of jeans and a Badger Adidas, because we were with Adidas at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I was uh, wearing a Badger Adidas sweatshirt. (laughs) And someone came up and said, what are you dressed as? I said, a college student. And then for some reason, it's like she just thought it was like the funniest thing ever. And like, you know, it just kind of became the joke for the rest of the night as I was dressed as a college student, you know. And so um, I think that was probably like. Did you have like a Dave Matthews band shirt on? No, I had a Wisconsin uh, sweatshirt on. Like oh. I had a Wisconsin Adidas sweatshirt on. Yeah. Yeah, and a pair of jeans. And I was just like, yeah, I'm a college student. Um, my favorite costume I ever had, though. Um favorite costume would probably be oh I know what it is in college one year um, I went as Bill Clinton and so I had because I had I had the hair and I dyed it white and then my friends went as secret service agents and so like they were like I had like four or five friends kind of like walking around me on down State Street as I'm just like waving the people and everything you know dressed as Bill Clinton that's quality yeah quality that, that was a good one that was a good one so you're definitely the leader of that front group to have yeah. them dress up as your bodyguards. Um, probably just the m- the most willing to be goofy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair. So and usually the one that's willing to make an ass of himself is usually the, you know, becomes the one that's becomes the leader. Yeah, why so, not? Yeah, I'm like I've never really cared what people think, so I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. I love that. Um, I don't have a super creative costume as my favorite but when I was in fourth grade I went as the Grim Reaper um, and so I had like the the screen that uh-huh. came down over your face so no one could see your face which which school is this at? was this at Kennedy? Kennedy Elementary School good call um, and so that was cool because no one could see me all day I could sneak up on people and be like Hey guys, and they know who Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. Hey guys. It's Carl. definitely not Carl. <laughs> um, did you have a sickle too? So that was the that was the other part of it. I got to bring a scythe to yeah. school and hit my friends with it all day. Um, <laughs> and and I remember they said don't bring weapons to school, but it's like a farming tool, so they let me keep it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Solid East Side Elementary School logic, for sure. Uh, mine, um, when I was in, I want to say third grade, my mom hand sewed a uh, a cloak for me so that I could go as Harry Potter. Ooh, mm. oh, that's good. And that's really good. I wore that for two or three years because, I mean, my mom put a lot of work into that. And it was really nice. It was it was like this like really silky material and yeah, that's that was definitely the best one. I I didn't really I I can't really think of any that I've done like since 
like college, like at all. Like I do, I've I've done some cosplays for like for like going to conventions and stuff, but I haven't really dressed up for Halloween at all. Mostly because I don't go to parties, so that's mm. probably it. You didn't throw your Mountain Dew Man in there. Pepsi, Pepsi Man. Man. Pepsi Man. Yeah. I, <laughs> Mountain Dew Man. Mountain Dew Man. Mountain Dew Man is like Pepsi Man, but on methamphetamine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, my daughter went as uh, Harry Potter this year. Oh, yeah. And as Andrew knows, my daughter is um, an award-winning costume designer. Let's go. As, and so um, she did a great job. Yeah? I'll show you. I'll, she sent some pics. I'll show you guys. And she did all the costumes for her friends, and they all look really good. That's and great. So, yeah. So she's... Like, she's like, she'd be, like, the one person that, like, you know, during Halloween, you're like, I need a costume. Who am I going to go to? Sophie. 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 What about you, Eric? So most years, I actually dressed up as a Power Ranger. Uh, Who's your favorite? Tommy. Whatever form. The Green whether, Ranger. Green Ranger. The Green Ranger, the White Ranger, the Red Ranger, whatever <laughs> it is. The flute. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. So, the musical ranger. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? But I'd have to say my favorite Halloween costume, and I noticed it something starting last year. These kids are dressed up as Transformers. So they're when they're on the ground, they're in a car, and then when they stand up, it transforms into like Optimus Prime. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So saw it again this year when I was driving by, and I was like, wow, I need to get one of those. So these goddamn kids. These, these kids, man. So yeah. These kids have parents with engineering degrees, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. So, Carl, we, we asked Eric last week about uh, plans for returning next year. Uh, we heard your meeting was quite short. Uh, about 90 seconds. Which is unfortunate, because you've been a guy that's played for this club for three out of the four years. Um, and without wanting to get like maybe too much into the weeds on well you know what fuck it let's get into the weeds let's dive did into the did you expect weeds. did you expect that the meeting would be longer it was i was i was part of it being short okay um did you show up and you're like right away like this can be short no but they asked me to speak first sure so that kind of set the tone for the rest of the meeting <laughs> so, what did you say? Yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> well, um, I don't think I've made this super public yet. Um, so, I hope the I hope your subscribers appreciate this. But I think I am retiring. Actually, uh, yeah. so when they asked me what the plans were, I said I'm not willing to relocate and find another team. Uh, but I also didn't play this year, so I think this is it. Sure. And they said, well, that's good because we were probably going to go in a different direction anyway. <laughs> but thanks so for everything bummer. you did. And that was pretty much it. Did you think, I mean, did that bum you out that, that they kind of went that way? Did they give you any kind of, because like, I, I look at you as somebody who has represented this city well. Yeah. Having grown up here, absolutely played at the UW, played at the Follett, like like you played at every level in this city. Yeah, at least what's available here. Like, could you? I mean, you've, you've were you coaching at Toka this last year? Yes. So like, you don't necessarily have your like 
you know, USSF badges, which I hear are kind of like, you know, you get them in the $10,000 Cracker Jack box that USSF sets up for uh, going through their coaching badges in this country. Oh, uh, U.S. soccer has is doing pay-for-play for coaching as well? Oh. Huh, wow. Huh, weird. Weird. Right? Huh, how about yeah, that? strange. I wonder if they do that for referees, too. Huh. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Sure seems that way, just so, by the... Wait, wait. Are you saying that everything in U.S. soccer is about money and not the actual sport? You know, I am not. Uh, huh? I'm not. I mean, yes, I am saying that. But, Carl, did they, could you see yours? I mean, outside of Toka or, or some sort of, like, third party, it seems to me like Ford Madison has this, has plans to, like, start an academy program and, like, really work at, uh, on the coaching side of things too, like uh, especially with the the partnerships that they've established with SC Freiburg and overseas partners, like would you ever see yourself doing something like that here locally, like working for the club? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, if you're asking specifically about coaching, um, it's something I've definitely thought about. Uh, as of now, I'm not pursuing anything coaching wise. But it'll always be there, you know. Yeah. Um, as far as something uh, with the club, um, if it was, if if there was like an academy coaching job that came up, um, and whatever I end up doing the next couple of years wasn't like my passion, yeah, I think that'd be a really cool way to go. Yeah. And it's, that's actually something I haven't thought about—the whole Ford Madison Academy aspect of it. Um, any way to continue giving back to the Madison soccer community that that raised me into the guy I am today? Uh, that'd be that'd be dope. Yeah, I agree. That would be dope. I I just think in general, like it'd be sad to lose you. Uh, and I know you'll still be at games and stuff. And like, I, I think that's the thing. Like people forget is that you know you've been you've been around this this club for for three out of the four years. You were playing at Stars last year. Um, probably wishing you were playing here instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say playing for the craziest owner in, in professional sports. Second craziest. Yeah. Behind whatever the hell was going on with uh, New Amsterdam. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least Three. your owner up at Stars didn't sub himself on to play in goal. Uh, he probably would have if he I was going to say play. he he was he was uh, suspended from the Open Cup for like. Eight years. Wouldn't you say employing two of your uh, sons to be on the team would kind of equal subbing yourself on? Yeah, that well, checks that box. That's why yeah. he bought the team. Yeah, wasn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure the reason he bought that team and started that team was because his son didn't make Detroit City's team, and so he started his own team. That would be correct. But hey, that's. That's pro soccer in this country. Yep. Uh, nepotism and uh, yeah, nepotism yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And money. The uh, the Michigan Stars are playing in the NISA finals on Sunday, so if anyone wants to tune in, they made it. They made it. Speaking of finals, who are they playing against? Uh, San Diego Albion. Ah, the old I- San Diego Albion. Yeah. <laughs> 
A lot of historic, in club. historic the, Albion the, Club. The, the historic Albion Club from San Diego. I actually, I actually recall looking into why it was called that, and I think it was because the guy who started it was actually from Albion. The West Brom guy. So whatever his name is. Just yeah. so you know, like I'm having a major deja vu moment right now. Like I feel like I've had this conversation. Like I had. It's possible because. That's probably that's probably why I looked it up was because we had we, this we, conversation. We were, we were like, I'm like, this is too similar. Th- I thought I thought we were that would have had to have been early, like what April or May, probably around the time Dino joined the club. Yeah, yeah, because Dino was the Dino company. No, Dino was with Bay Cities. That's right. That's right. Well, listen, Nisa is the league that's on everyone's lips. Um, Eric. I hope that you get a chance to play in this um, illustrious league <laughs> at some point in your career. What, what about that? What about that other one that just looks like a crypto scam or whatever it is? The one that's starting. What what's it called? I don't I don't remember. I don't know if anyone remembers. Hmm. There's there's some there's some league that got announced on Twitter and everyone in American soccer, like lower level soccer, just started clowning on it immediately. Because it it looked like it looked like Nisa if it were started by two guys who weren't from the country and just were like, hey, why don't you have pro rel? We're gonna make pro rel, and they have no money and they have nothing. Couple side notes: if you haven't looked at the protagonist USA's uh, blog on pro rel recently, look it up. It's really uh, they're great. on Twitter. It's really really great. It examines. Uh, why ProRel is maybe not the panacea every American soccer fan thinks it is. Also, it talks about if people that are so ProRel that they're not getting involved in their local club in their city. It's a problem. Maybe they rethink are the that. Problem. Maybe rethink rethink that. Also, secondary, we talked about. You mentioned league finals this weekend. We have another league final coming up this weekend. We. For the first time in USL One history, do not have a unbearable. <laughs> it is Tormenta hosting. Who are they hosting? Red Wolves. Sad Wolves. So, I actually don't hate this final. I don't hate it at all. I watch both games live too. Yeah. And the thing is too is if you watch both games, which I did too. The teams that are in the final are absolutely the teams that deserve to be in the final. Agreed. Correct. No. They played... They outplayed Richmond. They outplayed... Greenville. Greenville. I mean... Fuck Jake Keegan. I just said that real quiet. Hopefully no one heard me. Does that happen every time we mention Greenville? Yeah, it does. So, Greenville, Greenville, Greenville. Fuck Jake Keegan. (laughs) I said it again. Yeah. Whoops. It just I happens. I don't know why that happens. It just comes out. I'm, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it just comes out, you know? I saw Eric Leonard hanging out with Jake Keegan once. Yeah? Lies. Huh. How'd that go? Hmm. Huh. I, I don't think that was me. <laughs> Did, Did he have a full head of hair? <laughs> <laughs> no. Then it was not me. Yeah, was it? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hymns. Definitely did not happen. I'd, I'd just like to point out that Greenville had the peak Jake Keegan experience, the Jake Keegan effect, as I like to call it, where they 
had like two and a half expected goals four against Tormenta's like .75 or something like that and lost one to nothing. That's the Jake Keegan effect. Yeah. He started? Did he start? Yes. I, you know what? Every time I think of Greenville, I just think of the type of person that John Harks has to be mm. to sleep with his girlfriend, sleep with his teammate's wife. Yep. And then I think, no wonder Jake Keegan's doing so well down there. Yeah. <laughs> no. Huh. Wild. 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 Wild how that works. Wild how that, how that just kind of yeah. like comes together. I would like to mention one thing about those two games. Um, and that is specifically, and everyone knows, so I'm going to say it, it's the Richmond game. Richmond, Chattanooga. At the start of the game, eighth minute, Terzaghi gets tripped in the box by the keeper. What? No call. Um, and the worst, the worst part about it is that if you if you listen to the the announcer, if if you haven't seen it, it's on my Twitter. Um, the announcer's like the uh, the ref had turned his back and was was walking away from it and didn't see it, but that's not the case if you rewatch it. The ref is backpedaling and watching it the entire way, and still misses it. And it's clear as day. It's it. Given the circumstances, I think that might be the worst non-call in league history. Mm-hmm. And that's a high bar. That is a very high bar. I don't think it's the Especially worst. Especially in this league. Uh, yeah, because there's been a lot of bad calls Carl. and a lot of bad non-call. I like the non-call. Like, like foul against Eric, hmm? against Fuego earlier this year. No, well, these well. refs are good, man. No, never. He's winking a lot. Is that you have something in your eye, Eric, yeah, right now? Something must be wrong with my are you, eye. Are you, huh. pull, are you pulling the Marshawn Lynch? You're just here not to get fined. <laughs> yeah. If yes. if you don't, if you want someone to get fined, we can let uh, Darren Sawatsky get fined for you because I'll call it out because Darren Sawatsky liked my tweet of the video saying that it was an indefensible call. You know what? He never liked my tweet where I painted him up purple, looking like Thanos. <laughs> you know what? Problem. Yeah, I don't know. Carl, as someone who's played in other third division leagues in this country, how are the NISA refs compared to the USL one refs, to pro referees? Bad. <laughs> so the NISA refs are worse. No, that's not possible. They they overlap a lot of the same refs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not one to like pay attention to the refs. Um, I don't. I can't think of any disgusting calls from my Michigan Stars career. Um, so I guess that's a good thing. Well, you guys didn't have any fans to call it out. So. Oh, Ooh, that's. Hey, yo, it's my boy Carl. Hey, my parents came to a game once. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see like the like the like the little clip and like the little the little six point agate like the yeah. back of the paper for like the yes. t- attendance. Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Attendance, the Schneiders. Mystery. The Schneiders. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna stand up for the Nisa refs because there was a game where uh, I already was on a yellow 
for a hard tackle or something. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> and then I we were playing against Detroit. This was against Detroit. And uh, I, I crushed a guy at half after he had passed the ball away. I, I don't know. It was a really bad decision by me. And as soon as I did it, I, I put my hands up, and I was like, oh, fuck. And Please don't send me off. The ref came over, and he was like, I should really send you off. And I was like, don't. And he was like, I'm not going to. Okay, cool, man. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> okay, cool. So these refs are awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. And then Carl proceeded to hit the guy after. <laughs> You know what's interesting about Carl Schneider is I I have seen him play at for three different clubs in Madison. Seen him play for four Madison, obviously. Yep. For the Badgers. Yep. And for the Fifty Sixers. Yep, I've seen that. Then that's me too. Huh? Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. What? Uh, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> tell us and the listeners more. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, you know. Head down, nose to the grindstone, likes a tackle kind of player. Those are my favorite <laughs> players. <laughs> He's very, uh, yeah. I mean, this is this is why you guys get along. I think I enjoyed watching you. I mean, obviously, with my connections to Wisconsin as well. Um, it seemed like you enjoyed your time at UW. Yeah, um, it was it was very rewarding for me because I came yeah. in as a as a non-scholarship player and I redshirted my freshman year and just slowly but surely worked my way into the team and by the time I was a junior I was starting every game so yeah one of my I'd say one of my prouder accomplishments in my career was breaking Trask down until he had to play me (laughs) Trask is an interesting guy he is yeah very interesting we'll just leave it at that yeah we need we need to interview that guy sometime. Oh what's my he, god! What's he doing nowadays? He moved uh. back to Illinois because his wife's from there. But I, as far as soccer goes, I don't know. Yeah. How long until he's employed? I thought four, you were gonna say he's forward. like selling watches out of a jack, uh, like <laughs> out of his jacket. Need a Rolex. Lapels outside the Equitat. How long until he's employed by Forward? Like it seems like every other UW coach of the past 20 years. Oh, man. Can you imagine Trask up here? <clears throat> no, I cannot. No, hey. you cannot. Eric, Carl. I, I, Eric, I think you would like Trask. I, I do have some sort of relationship with him. Yeah. Um, Trask is also the name of the the guy in Days of Future Past X-Men. Like the main bad oh, guy. Yes. The main bad guy is named Trask. Correlation? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I was actually Carl. I was going to ask you what what your thoughts were on uh, on Keith getting appointed to essentially be the the athletic director, essentially of Ford Madison. Um, Keith, I thought was uh, a highlight of the season. He's he's so good at off the field stuff, and and that's not to knock any on-the-field stuff. Because, like, I feel like a lot of people don't know, like, what a guy like Keith T. Meyer brings to an organization. So when when I was at UW, he was the assistant coach, uh, was kind of the defensive specialist. Um, he would take the defenders while Trask was working with the attackers. Um, but, but the things he did behind the scenes, like, he set up every away trip, the hotel we stayed at, the food, everything. Um... 
and and I think College Soccer News even named him like Assistant Coach of the Year. Yeah, they did. Uh, and I think it was based on his acumen for like planning away trips and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then he comes to forward, and it was the same kind of stuff. And I think Eric would agree, like uh, how the team was treated off the field, uh, the organization of stuff was was awesome. And uh, you know, Eric's big with the with community outreach with the club and Keith is obviously a big uh, component of that so I think Eric you probably worked with him uh, firsthand but man I I just feel like that guy always has a thousand things going on at once and he manages it all so well yeah what about you Eric like what was it like having Keith Tiemeyer coming in and a new role at the club this year I think it was helpful at times. I mean, obviously, Connor Tobin took up a lot of that community outreach stuff. Um, so it was... Uh, let's let's be fair to the club. Like, there wasn't a lot of that this year. Sure. I think part of that is on the fan side of things, though. Like, the partnerships that we had. So, like, I wouldn't put too much of that on Keith. Like, there was a, there was a gap this year in... in community outreach type stuff outside of the day of service kind of stuff um but keith to his credit i feel like did a fantastic job with working with the youth clubs yeah and it's tough because i do feel this year that gap was the fans did not know the players as much as i think you know as a player for me, I obviously connect with the fans. Carl connects with the fans. But I just feel like there was a gap this year in terms of them getting to know the players off the field. It's one thing knowing a guy on the field, but seeing them off the field and their yep. habits, et cetera, like we've talked about. But, um, yeah, like Carl said, it's it's good to have a guy like Keith at the club because he's, he's able to help organize so many things. And I think you don't really realize what he does until you, you see everything. Oh, everything's running smoothly. That's, that's why yeah. it's going well because of someone like him. I, I think that is very on point with like a lot of what we talk about with the sort of intangibles even that some of the players bring to the team. Sure. You know, like if you talk about some guys being a locker room type of player. Sure. Right? Like, Carl, you didn't get a lot of, of game time this year, but like <clears throat> you were there every match day. Uh what were you doing? Like, maybe you could shed some light on that. Like, over uh, uh, in the sweets areas, most games seemed like you were kind of t- tipping bottles and yeah, drinking beers, and, uh, what it like and, 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 and entertaining valued guests. Um, I did tend to head over to the sweet section. I hope that doesn't um, mean that I'm not a man of the people. Uh, You're a one al- percenter now. <laughs> you'll always be a man in the people, Carl. Thank you, Eric. You just um, got to come hang with the flock more often. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, man. I mean, you can still go to the suite after hanging out in the flock. True, it's not a far walk. Um, my game day, my game day uh, experience was basically because I didn't have a game to get ready for if I wasn't in the lineup. I'd get my own workout in uh, in the morning. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's I think it's fair to say that I would reward myself for a, a week's work of. <laughs> you still trained every day, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, um, and I would I would try to replicate a game day uh, type of workout early right. in the morning. It'd be tough. I'd be sweaty, and I'd come to the game, 
and I would reward myself a little Ready bit. to get after yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Now, I wasn't getting sloppy. There you was a lot not. of people at the games. I had to be respectable. Sure. Um, you were very respectable. Every time we saw you and we're like, hey, girl, what's up? You were like, hey, guys, I'm working. <laughs> I don't know these two. Just ignore them. Yeah, it was it was still a work environment for me. Um, but also, I wanted to... I wanted to be able to pay attention to what was happening in the game. So the next day or Monday when we came in and everyone was talking about the game, I wouldn't be completely clueless. Yeah. And and I got to say, from those suites, like, you're right on the sideline. That's the best way to take in a game other than being in the flock end, obviously. I mean, obviously. Good save. If you got, yeah, no. <laughs> if you got $1,200 to spare, you too can get the best seats in the house. Yeah. I will say... Just being brutally honest, the flock end is not the best place to like watch from an analytical perspective. No. It just isn't. No. Uh, if you want to help the the team and cheer on the team, that's the place to be. If you're trying to analyze the game, that ain't it. And like, it's one of the reasons why Grant and I, whenever we do post game analysis or whatever, we we try to get all over Breeze just to get different vantage points and get different nope. viewpoints. Like, you can't just sit in the in the supporter section the whole time. No, nope. you got to move around. Yep, and it's one of the reasons why we, I think honestly, this last season was a pretty pretty big eye opener for us as far as like just being able to analyze the game better and like being able wanting to move around and like yeah, I, I think it definitely brought us some perspective as far as like why people get seats in other pl- parts of the stadium yeah 100% yeah yeah anyway uh, Carl we appreciate the candid uh, conversation and um, hope to see you back at the club at some point in, in some fashion and you're you're a good footballer and like I, I, I feel like growing up in Madison gives you an advantage to connect with people that grew up in this town so it'd be great to see you back as a coach especially at academy level yeah um i think madison is the either the biggest small town in the u.s or the smallest big town in the u.s um and that's even more true with the soccer community it's a very tight-knit group you can go anywhere that soccer's happening you'll know someone yep um and yeah i'm definitely <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be in the mat, in the soccer scene. Uh, I just don't know what yeah. uh, what exactly my role will be, but I'm, I'm open to everything. Being that you live very, very close to me, we will have you back here on a regular basis, and I expect to see you in the flock end on a regular basis on match day. Unless I'm in the suites. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to keep bringing him back. I mean, look at this guy. Look at that face. Yeah. You know? it looks like It looks like Bryce Harper. He does. Who is continuing his postseason dominance and just hit a two-run homer to put the Phillies two up nothing. Wow. So, it is his sixth postseason home run. Yeah. So. All right. Big bat getting it done. So, what is – here's another question from the esteemed – John McNamerson fake. If you're on a long road trip, you stop at some random service station. 
They've got a snack section. They've got a drink section. What are the top snack and drink buys on a long road trip? Eric, go first. For me, it's the the same ones every time. I'm getting extreme Sour Patch Kids, number one. I'm getting the Honey Barbecue. But what about your teeth? <laughs> yeah, you know what? You only live once. Do you, you, know have, what I mean? do you, have, you don't do you need your teeth to head a ball. Of Sour Patch Kids? I do. I do. It's, it's the extreme sour one. I know, but which flavor, though? Ah. Um, like which color? Strawberry. Presso red. Yeah, Ooh, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm blue. I, yeah. Blue raspberry is good, too, but for the extreme sours, the, the strawberry has this. A little extra kick? A little extra kick. Then I got to get the Honey Barbecue Fritos Twist. Ooh. Yeah. Good know? choice. And then a Glacier yeah. Freeze Gatorade. Ooh, the white Gatorade. No, the blue. The oh, light it's, blue. It's the light, it's the light okay. blue. Light yeah, blue. That's the white one is white cherry. That's that one. is ugh, gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The glacier freeze. The glacier freeze is the best yeah. one. 100%. I mean, you can't even argue about it. It's true. So, that's me. What do you think, Carl? Um, I think we have to shout out Gardetto's here because I only eat Gardetto's if I'm at a gas station and getting in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, beef jerky, if someone else buys it for me, I will have my hand out, like, give me some of that every time. Because it's $45. Exactly. <laughs> so let's fix that. You think I can afford that, man? Big beef jerky needs to get their hands out of our pockets. Figure it out. <laughs> Big beef jerky, you heard it here first. <laughs> Now, if we're balling on a budget, and I'm saying this partly because Eric's here and we share uh, love for this, Reese's Fast Break Bars. Oh, oh my, my days. God. Oh, my God. With a, with a glass of milk? <laughs> okay. No, I, no, no. I'm not really with the milk part of it, no. but okay. <laughs> you just want the bar. You're just like, I'll just eat the bar. Yeah. Just like, and you got to get the king size, too, obviously. Of course. Of course. Man, that is so undervalued. That that fast break bar. I they're they're good. They're fantastic. They're very good. Do, do they make fast break as a Halloween candy? I don't think so. No, they don't. But they should. They absolutely should. They absolutely should. Um, like fun size. What do you get for your drink? Coffee. <laughs> You're a coffee guy. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee in the road. Which is dumb because I'm just gonna sleep in the car and it's just gonna mess up my sleeping habits. Yeah. But. I don't know. It's just relaxing. All right. Being in a car with coffee feels good. So, like you, um, the only time I'll ever eat, like, pizza-flavored combos is when I'm on the road. Yep. That's a good shout, too. Yeah. So, pizza-flavored combos. Yeah, you're not eating these things, like... At you home, know, random pickup. Like, like you're not coming over to my place and we're watching a game and I'm like, hey, you want some combos? <laughs> I'm like, no. No, it doesn't work. I'd be like... Eric, Eric is nudging my my our popcorn over between me and Carl. We we have more coming. He just picked it up. There you go. So we don't want him to get. He's you know he's got to leave very he's soon. He's in the off pick season. Up Carly from the from from the auto shop. Okay. All right. But yeah, I would say like pizza combos would probably. Be a good one. That's a good one. I usually try not to eat too much crappy stuff on the road because I know it'll come back to bite me. The oh, come on, bitch. The, l- the last time. That just pisses me off. Well, so... so I was my, saying, burns. 
the the trip I just had up to uh, up to Michigan, um, I did. Uh, I I just had snacks that I was gonna have while I was backpacking, so that was all healthy stuff. Which apple no, slices. It, it was it was sticks. it was like raisins and. Oh my god. Uh, well, there was some. There were like granola bars, and there was some other stuff. Like, what else did I have? Uh, I had beef jerky. I did oh. have beef jerky. I I also had uh, some of that fruit jerky. Ariel sells this like fruit jerky. So based on and it's, this, like, I way guess we're robbing Mitch in the parking lot. <laughs> the last big. <laughs> you know, I almost did get robbed in a parking lot once. Oh, well, not robbed. There we go. It was it was me and four other guys. We're going to a tournament at a mall in northern Indianapolis to a Smash Bros tournament. No, we we park. We park and we get out of the car and the first thing that happens is this lady walks up to us and is like, hey, can I get some money for a bus trip for me and my baby and need $20 to get the, to get the Bloomington? And we're like, we don't have cash. Um, I, I had to control that because literally I was the only one of those of us five who had been out of state in like any capacity really. But I digress. Uh, the last time I went on a big road trip and I had a, I like stopped at a gas station and got a snack instead of like getting a meal or something. I bought a bag of Twizzlers, and I ate half of it in like three hours, mm. and it was a terrible mistake. It's a terrible mistake. I felt so sick. Although that might have been just driving through Ohio, so either way. It probably is actually Top just drive. going through Ohio. Mine, you, you know what it is already, Grant. Remember this conversation that we had this uh, on the eruption tour in 2021 about rancid flavors? Mm-hmm. The wonderful pistachios mm-hmm. that you can get, the flavored ones, mm-hmm. uh, the the sweet chili ones, and the, and the like the black pepper ones. Yes, the one? yeah, those are the, the, the like they had like that like the kind but, of purplish blue bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but there's also the. The barbecue ones. Yeah, those and are if good. you and if you get, literally, if you get the chili ones with anything, you get this like sort of funky rancid flavor. It's so good. And the way I explain this to people is, I was talking with people about about this at work today. Human beings love flavors that are strong and just on the edge of being bad. Hence. McDonald's hamburgers. McDonald's hamburgers are exactly this. Think about this. Think about this, Eric. McDonald's hamburgers with the onions. And the pickles. The, the pickles. Yeah. Okay. And the mustard and mayo combo and the exact amount that they use. It tastes kind of funky. Mm-hmm. It tastes like this is probably bad for me. Right, but and it's not just it. and it's not just about the like the nutritional value. This is bad for me. This is like a this it might it might eat something spoiled. This, this might be turned. Yeah, it might eat something spoiled right now. And Anthony Bourdain talks about this actually about and a lot of professional cooks talk about McDonald's specifically being like sort of the gold yep. standard the world over for consistency and flavors. This is why people love blue cheese, too. Yeah. Eric, did you know that Coca-Cola tastes different at McDonald's than everywhere else in the world? Absolutely. That's why you know McDonald's wh- Coke is my favorite. You know why, though? 
because they keep it constant. They keep it a constant temperature, and and syrup to sparkling water ratio from all the way from the kegs that they're in to the to the cup. It's exactly the same temperature the entire way and the entire consistency. They have legit fought and worked for consistency throughout their organization on their Coca-Cola and Diet Coke delivery. And all of this stuff was being designed and implemented in your Right home- outside your hometown. In your hometown. <laughs> My gosh. That's crazy. But I will, s- drink. I will say this. Human McDonald's beings Coke? love oh, love yeah. flavors that are like right on the edge of spoiling. Yep. And those chili, sweet chili or chili. Fantastic. Uh, You're right. Uh, pistachios are like one of my go-to things on the road. Last question, and Eric, because you got to get out of here after this. Last question is, what's the worst job you've ever had? And you can go first on this, Eric, if you want to. Otherwise, you can put it back to me. You go first, I'll think. I was a caddy at Maple Bluff Country Club. Carl knows a little bit of what I'm talking about. Grant also knows a little bit of what I'm talking about. I know a lot of what you're talking about. So Maple Bluff Country Club is... Maple Bluff Golf Course is in Maple Bluff, Wisconsin, which is a village inside of Madison, basically. Super rich people. Uh, The only really, like, great uh, alumni that came out of Maple Bluff in the last, like, probably 50 years, Chris Farley. Oh. His, His whole family is from... Maple Bluff. Where, yeah. where is Maple Bluff? Why can't I think So of Maple this? Bluff, if you are in Madison, east side. It is north northeast side. Yep, right off of Sherman. So it's you know where Vic Pierce is? Everybody knows where Vic Pierce is because it's the only liquor store inside you know of where, Dane County you know where, where you can get is? beer is. Yeah. Right across the street. Okay. Is Maple Bluff. There's not a lot of rich neighborhoods on the east side, so yeah. no, it's there literally right across the street. So this is where the governor's mansion is. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That's where Maple Bluff is. It is a closed community, technically. None of those kids go to East. No. Well, they do if they, they get don't get good of, enough grades. And they get kicked out of Edmund. Anyway, Eric's got to get moving. Here's mine. It's a good one. Huntington ACT prep. Oh, dude, I did that job. Oh, my God. The kids... The kids... <laughs> You think you don't want to be there. The kids don't want to be there. No, it's the worst. No, they, their parents drop them off, and from 5 to 6.30, you're working with them, and they're staring at you. Yeah. What do you do for them? You're trying to help them, you know, study strategies Prep for the ACT, for the ACT yeah. SAT, yeah. stuff like that. And I thought it was going to be a cool cool little gig, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm watching the clock, too. Like, it's it's yeah. tough. It's and, it, and it's tough when you have someone who doesn't want to be there because you feel yeah. for them. Which is probably most people. Yes. Yeah. Most people. So, you know, I had the advantage where I, you know, my personality is such where it's like I was able to, like, get to know them and just, like, I would talk to them. Right. Yeah. And, like, you know, you'd start to see, like, that was part of what the deal was, too, was getting to know sure. them, you know, talk to them and make them feel like, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Carl? 
Worst job you've ever had. Michigan Stars footballer. <laughs> Look, everything off the field of Michigan Stars was terrible, uh, but I at least played that is at true. Michigan Stars, so that was nice. Uh, my worst job was I worked in an Amazon uh, oh. facility uh, right before I joined Michigan Stars, and I didn't see the light of day from 6 a.m. till 5 p.m., um, and... You know the stuff about the bathroom breaks? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like employees say they have to pee in water bottles. It's not that you can't go to the bathroom. Like, you could go to the bathroom, but your, your, uh, like what you're working on is tracked on the computer. And if you go to the bathroom, you lose all of the, uh, like, stats for your productivity. Damn, bro. So. So yeah, I was one of those guys. I was just standing there. I had to pee, but I had to keep stacking those shelves. <laughs> Damn. Did you pee in the water bottle? Um, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> it was a forward Madison water bottle, too. Hey, Goddamn. <laughs> hey. You know I peed in that water bottle, too. Mitch, you're up. Uh, the summer between my freshman and sophomore years of college... I actually never had a job in high school because I was in high school during the recession in the late aughts, um, could not get a job for the life of me. Um, so my first, I had a couple jobs um, outside of, uh, it was basically my second and third jobs were temporary jobs that I did uh, between in that summer. And the first one I did was for a company that was a client of my dad's. My dad was an environmental consultant. Uh, and they, uh, I was there for two weeks before they let me go because they ran out of work because they uh, did not order enough materials for people to do all the work that needed to be done. Uh, but the worst one, the worst one was uh, the second one, which was at a food processing plant that I had to buy steel-toed boots for. Um, and it was basically, uh, yeah, go in for a day and see how you like it sort of thing. And I went in and everything about it was horrible. They didn't really have any decent jobs. And I got to see how some of the, the, the proverbial meat was made. Ugh. Like to this day, I, I avoid processed eggs if I can. Mm. Uh, free range eggs. Like, it's just, I, it, and like the steel toed boots I got were ruined in the one day I was there. I was there for, I was there for 10 hours. I was only supposed to be there for eight hours, but they wouldn't let me go. I was, I ended up being there for 10 hours and I left and they were like, yeah, if you want to come back, come back in tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. And I didn't go back in. Smart. Uh, all right, Grant, you're up. Uh, worst job I ever had. I was eighth grade. Seventh, eighth grade. I detasseled corn. I'm unfamiliar with this. You've no. never detasseled this corn. Term. So, okay. So in order for corn to germinate, you have to detassel the corn to essentially get the pistol ready for, um, you know, insemination, right? Ooh. So in order to do this, you have to walk along this row of corn and just 
pull a tassel out. And this is what I did for eight hours a day in the baking sun of, you know, Wisconsin. You know, just me and a bunch of other, like, high school and, like, kids, and you know, just doing that. This is what we did. It is the Midwestern labor job. It is Midwestern child labor at its finest. Yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, now, I did make enough money that summer to buy a Sega Genesis, which I still have and use, nice. and a black Atlanta Falcons starter jacket. Ooh. Yeah. So, so, worst job, best benefits. Worst job turned out okay. Yeah. Taught me a good lesson. It's like, yeah, sometimes jobs suck, but hey, you're going to look great after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Facts. we are on week two of the offseason. Yeah. We've gone deep into off-season topics. We want to thank our esteemed guests, Carl Schneider, not Carl Withers, but a very close second. So close. <laughs> his his biceps are almost as big. And the coolness factor is... Yeah, like, way off the charts. I think I mean, they're bigger. They could be. I, uh, I've been doing some curls. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Also, thank you to our, our regular guest slash co-host, Eric Leonard, who's got to get out of here to go pick up uh, his, his... Some loser. Oh, his best lady friend, <laughs> I mean, best lady who's, friend. Who's, who's, whose car is in the shop tonight. Mitch, Grant, always a pleasure. Of course. And as always, folks. Yeah. Be easy. We'll do a little cheers. Oh, I like that. Till next week, guys. Cheers, Thanks guys. for joining Cheers, us. Guys. And Carl, <laughs> to your retirement. Yeah. Yes. Cheers. Hey. Cheers, Chicken boys. nuggets. Hey, and nuggets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fine, you convince me I'm getting McDonald's later. And, right. and to sweet and sour sauce. Okay. Hey. Fucking better, Carl. We'll see you all next week. All right, be easy, y'all. Cheers. Music by Dirty Art Club and Funky DL. <laughs>